0: Welcome to the Retire Notes podcast series about preparing for retirement. I'm Bruce Manners, the author of Retirement Ready and founder of the RetireNotes.com website. Today I'm in conversation with Jill Weeks who has broad experience in the retirement field. She's author of Where to Retire in Australia, Retire Busy and 21 Ways to Retire and she's a broadcaster featured regularly on ABC Radio. She's talking about the rise of seniorpreneurs. Thanks for being with us, Jill.
1: Thanks very much, Bruce
0: you better tell us what a seniorpreneur
1: is. (laughs) Well, they're also known as latepreneurs, mature-agepreneurs and silverpreneurs.
0: What we're talking about is older people being entrepreneurs, is that it?
1: (laughs) Well, generally people over the age of 50 who are involved in starting a business, for whatever reason, they have to have a label.
0: (laughs) Yes, okay. Everyone has to have a label. Yeah. Yeah. So how many are there? Does anybody have statistics on this?
1: Well Swinburne University did some um, work on this. I think this was uh, end of last year and they said that the seniorpreneur group represent about thirty four percent of all new businesses in Australia, which is quite significant.
0: What age are we talking here?
1: The average age of a seniorpreneur is fifty seven years.
0: So that means a lot of retired people are doing this.
1: Yeah, there's quite a few, you know, people out there that are doing it and whether you'd like to call second careers for them or on call careers or just seniorpreneurs. There's a lot of people out there creating work for themselves if you like or creating, it could be a small business that erupts into something a little bit bigger or it could be they've jumped back in boots and all.
0: So we're talking about maybe the vans by the side of the road that are selling coffee and food these kind of things?
1: I think when you talk about a seniorpreneur, well, it could be very well someone that's selling coffee and doing those things, but often the emphasis is on people who have created or they've been innovative in terms of doing something in particular. I've I to a chap in Canada just recently and he's developed a security system for, you know, if you're at the beach or if you're playing sport, you can put your keys and your phone and everything in this portable safe, basically. Okay. And he's gone and developed that. So I think that when they talk about seniorpreneurs, it's more something could be an invention. Sure. It's something that they've sort of crafted themselves that may not have been around before.
0: So why do people do this? I mean, you think of people coming up to retirement. Retirement is just relaxing. This is not relaxing.
1: Yeah, well, I think the whole word retirement, when you look it up in the dictionary, (laughs) means to go to sleep, go away, to all these things. These people are not. This is the new movement, I suppose, that people are actually going in and doing some amazing things. And I think one thing is the choice. People have a choice, and they probably think they've got more control over their lives Mm -hmm. in terms of they don't want to be sort of stereotyped into, oh, are you doing the usual things that people think retired people are doing? But also, some people, I think, are motivated by having a work-life balance. Sure. So that they can work when they want to and do some other things as well. And more and more people are saying, "Well, look, it's quality of life. We can choose, you know, our lifestyle." And then again, there's some other people who say, "Well, look, a few extra dollars here and there would be a very good thing." So they need to supplement their lifestyle with some um, funds. Sure. You know, a lot of people just don't like retirement do not like it at all and they're not going to be shoehorned into other people's expectations, I think. Yes. And there's also other people who have had this urge for a long time just to start or own their own business. So there's some of the reasons that people go into being a seniorpreneur.
0: Okay. I'm assuming it's related to the fact that we're living longer and healthier.
1: Well, longer and healthier and I think that, you know, people like to be connected with other people in different ways and, you know, I know there's a lot of research done on men and retirement and how often their social circle has been primarily from their workplace. From
0: base. their workplace, yes.
1: And that can be very difficult and in terms of adjustment to retirement. So, if you're, a lot of your socialisation has been through work... Retirement can present numerous challenges, so at least you've got something to keep your mind active and also you're actually creating something that you really want to do.
0: I suspect you have to be careful of when you start a new business. What things do they have to think about?
1: I think that people should make sure they're not buying themselves a job just to keep busy or just to think that they're going to keep funds coming in. I think they have to, you know, if it's going sort of really, really well and they're doing really, really well, even before that stage, seek professional support. Go and talk to your accountant, financial advisor, lawyer, whoever it might be. Sure. Sure. Don't waste money. You know, a lot of these businesses, I think, have started off with very little money at all, and technology helps people a lot these days as well. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you've got a product that's coming to the market, I think you don't underestimate the cost and the time involved in bringing something to the market or starting a business. You know, it's not like you've, say, gone from um, being an employee in a business, and then next week, I'm going to start my own business, and then it's just going to take off. Well, good luck if it does, and you know, that's fantastic but also the personal energy that's required to get things done. So you have to make sure you're in reasonable health. You've got some goals and objectives to get along as well. But I think um, not buying yourself a job or not spending retirement savings is very important.
0: Yes, that would be important. Are we talking about full-time work or is it part-time? How does most of this happen?
1: It really depends. One couple I came across had a very unique business. He had a background in management and I think she might have had some clerical experience. And when he retired, he just said, this is just rubbish. (laughs) He really didn't like it at all. So he uh, was talking to some mates. One of them said, look, I am flat out in my business. I think it might have been manufacturing. I'm not sure. sure. I just need someone to come in and just keep an eye on things. Would you do that? And he said, yeah, sure. And he said, look, I'll give you some money and mm. just come in for a couple of hours a week. Well, the word went round that, get his name now, I think it was Jim, went on and um word got round. He does a really good job. He also knows how to check the books. He can yes. do the banking. He can watch the employees, all these sorts of things. Yes. And he involved his wife and they called themselves locum management business oh, okay. or, or babysitting businesses. <laughs> yes. And um, they got so much work, they had to refuse work because they couldn't go away as much as they wanted to. So that was a fantastic story. And he said, look, we are wanted because we're old or <laughs> older.
0: It's interesting.
1: Yeah. And we've got skills, experience and people think that they are trustworthy, you know, yes. um, you could actually sort of say, look, I'm working on this project today. And they had a variety of businesses. Some were shops, bigger manufacturing plants. There was just a variety of things. And sometimes it was just almost like, um, I guess just helping out could be just buying supplies for the office or doing something, you know, sort of maybe as menial as that, sure. or it could be something uh, far more involved. So I think that was a really good example and that was meant to be part time. But it really grew to full time.
0: Grew into something. They still had the control to say no.
1: They still said no, and they made some nice money, I believe. <laughs>
0: yes, good, good.
1: Had some funds.
0: Yeah. So, what makes a good seniorpreneur?
1: Well, what makes a good seniorpreneur? I think that you have to be someone that's quite curious. I think that you've got networks. You know, of course, you've got your life experience. You've got knowledge and skills. You know how to network with people as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, you know when to go and seek professional help too.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's important. What would help encourage seniors to become entrepreneurs?
1: In the Swinburne study I mentioned before, a lot of the um, research from that came out to say they would like more tools to identify themselves. Would I make it as a seniorpreneur? And they would like to see more stereotypes broken down in terms of people saying, oh, look, you know, your age, oh, shouldn't you be retired? Oh, gosh, everyone at that age does this. Why are you doing that? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, those things. So they want stereotypes out of the way that anyone at any age has the ability to start a business.
0: Yes, actually, one of the things I think anybody discovers when they look at retirement is that there is no one thing that retirees do. It's so varied.
1: It is varied, and I think the stereotypes are gradually going, and there's sort of a bit of an ageist movement happening at the moment. You know, we've got racism, we've got sexism, and I think, and more and more as baby boomers come along, they'll be saying, "Hey, don't talk about my age," or you know, just look at my
0: abilities. Sure. So, what are the positives for those who are successful at this?
1: Oh, I think um, overall it's a sense of achievement. You know, you've created something, you've achieved your goals, you can actually see what you've achieved. Yeah. I think socialisation is a big issue too, you know, in terms of a positive impact. Um, you're meeting new people, you're socialising with different age groups as well. You're probably learning a lot more than perhaps you um, have had to in the past because if you've had one particular career for a long time, you know, you sort of yes. get used to whatever you have to learn. But if you're going outside what you know, you're certainly going to be um, learning a whole lot of new things. And so Some people like to create a legacy by including family members in their new career or in their entrepreneurship as well. So that's a good thing for a lot of people.
0: So it's actually creating a family business for some.
1: Yeah, it's creating a family business and, um, you know, sort of starting up an enterprise that hopefully will go on for a long time. That's what some people really want to do. Sure.
0: Sure. So, can you give us some examples? You've told a couple of stories, but give us some examples of little entrepreneurial business and maybe some not so little.
1: Well, one of my favourite stories and favourite people is Biddy Naylor. And Biddy Naylor was a social worker for a long time. Sure. And she just wanted a change of direction. And so, she sort of took some time out and She made a list really of things that she, you know, has, her skills and things she likes to do and so she sort of married the two together and came up with the idea of meeting Australian women in France and Italy and going on walking tours and it started off, you know, very Gradually, of course. Yes. And she named her tour group, which is still going, called Valentine Tours after the movie Shirley Valentine, when a lady's had enough and she goes overseas. So Biddy's done that, and uh, she's done it extremely well. And she has small groups, meets people overseas, and they just go walking. And she's done a fantastic job, you know, because she likes people, she likes helping people. So that's a social work background, I guess, and also she loves travel. So putting the two of them together, you know, it was a no-brainer. But you know, of course, it didn't. Come on overnight as well. Sure. Other people uh, I've met. Um, it was a uh, Robin. She started making soap in her garage, just selling at markets and everything else. She's now got a small factory in the outer suburb of Melbourne now, which is pretty good. And I've um, actually come across her husband selling for her at markets now. So yes. that's sort of involving the family too, I guess. Sure. Um, oh, there's people who've got businesses going dog walking as well. Adelaide couple I met. Cindy was a um, she owned a caravan park on the Eyre Peninsula.
0: Uh-huh. and her
1: husband was a truck driver for 30 years and they'd sort of looking around, had enough of what they were doing, relocated to Adelaide yes. and they've got a Segway business. You know, those? I'm doing it with my hands, you know what I mean? Those
0: two-wheeled two contractions you stand on. Yeah. Yes, so, I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, so they... Um, So they go around Adelaide, you know, around the uh, River Torrens and sort of on the edges of the city taking tourists and they just love it. It's um, a really good thing. They do corporate, they do tourists, they do locals, all those things. Another guy in Adelaide was made redundant as a graphic designer and Uh he said he was um, has always had a passion for making things and he was at a craft fair one day and he thought, this is it, (laughs) this is me. So he now has a business in designing and making jewellery. It's very modern jewellery. He said it hasn't been exactly an easy run but I thought... Think now he's making um, some runs on the board because found his niche, I suppose, and that's another thing. You know, finding a niche, but also finding your passion. I think that's really important as well. Yes. Um, another man we met once, he actually said, "Oh, I've got a passion or a, yeah. a senior preneurship He uh, goes online and buys old fountain pens, old antique fountain pens, right. does them up, and then resells them online. And he sells them all around the world. Who would have thought?
0: Who would have thought?
1: Absolutely incredible. And yeah, and then you've got a guy that had IT experience. He's in England and I'm in contact with him and he's created a fantastic genealogical website as a resource, you know, for people who are tracing their family trees. So it's really, really varied as to what people do. But my goodness, you know, we even met a couple who used to um, go up the um, East Coast of Australia, taking school photos. You know, there was sort of a format where you just um, went into the school, lined the children up, took the photos, sent it back, and they had a great time because they could also involve their caravan. You know, they loved their caravan so much, so they were going on trips and also, um, you know, getting paid to do getting
0: it. Getting paid as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole list. of I mean, what I'm hearing is that here are people with a passion. They've got the courage to step out and the plan to make something happen.
1: That's incredibly important, I think, and, uh, you know, you don't want to leave this world thinking, oh, what if? You what know, if? What if I'd, I'd had, a, had a crack at that, or what if, I, you know, I'd done that? And see, so the other thing I think, having interviewed quite a lot of these people, is that they've often started as a hobby while they're working and some of them have actually, you've still got the money coming in from your job, uh, they've often had the funds to research whether it would take off as a business, which is really important, rather than just thinking, oh, everyone loves my product or everyone loves my service, actually going out and finding if there's a need for it as well. Not everyone wants to become a senior preneur, some people are quite happy you know, with their hobbies, etc, but for the ones who really want to go for it, there are just so many wonderful examples.
0: Jill, thank you, this has been Fascinating. Seniorpreneur. I love the topic. (laughs) Thank you. What I'm seeing and hearing is that there's a whole lot of creativity happening here.
1: Oh, yes. And age is irrelevant when we come to creativity, I think.
0: Yes. Good point that we'll end on. Thank you, Jill. Thanks, Bruce. And thank you for listening to the RetireNotes.com podcast.